Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community and happy 4th of July. Vanessa Denha Garmo here. We're celebrating our independence today on this July 4th. And I have invited with us to join the show. Anthony Austin is the president of One Vision Media Group and president of Lamphere Board of Education and Madison Heights, Michigan. Tony holds a bachelor's of science degree in information systems for Clarion University of Pennsylvania. He's a former U.S. Army company commander of of Charlie Company 360th Sig- uh, Signal Battalion holding the rank of captain. Tony, thanks for joining us here on It's Your Community. Vanessa, it is an honor and a privilege um, to come on to your program. Thank you. And I'm happy to talk with you about Fourth of July because we often think of barbecues, beaches, pool parties, and we kind of forget the background of our independence and what this really means to us as a country. So I wanted to just bring in somebody from the military to share with us the importance of what the men and women have fought for for our country and died for over the years. So what first interested you, Tony, in joining the military? That's a very good question. Um, I am a product of ROTC um, in Pennsylvania. And how I um, was interested in serving is because I got the opportunity to see others of of, um, my classmates when I was a, a young freshman in college um, be able to to serve. And so my interest started there. Um, a very good friend of mine um, had um, just got commissioned um, to the rank of second lieutenant coming out of ROTC. And I'll never forget going to the um, induction ceremony. And then one of the sergeants there by the name of Sergeant Fellows came up to me and said, you seem like you're very interested um, in in serving and also um, learning more about becoming an officer. And so from there, um, I said, yes, um, I'm kind of interested. I didn't know what um, pretty much what I was getting into. And then from there, um, he invited me to go to Fort Knox and he said, um, the, um, I can go to officer basic um, training. And he said, there's no um, obligation or commitment. If I get down there and I don't like it at any time, I can leave and they can, they'll, they'll fly me back and um, uh, from there. And I will tell you, Vanessa, when I got down there, it changed my life. Um, I was able to see um, leadership right uh, from, from a, a young perspective, as a, like I said, as a freshman, um, to be able to, to be put in the leadership positions and just learn about people, how to lead people, how to motivate people, as well as just learning different ethnic pockets and different what people walks of life, big city, small city, small town, big town, and be able to start to see a, a family and a community that's outside of um the, um, the normal community that people usually see. So I was hooked right from there. And so I excelled um, at Fort um, Knox. And then when I got back to Clarion um, to start my sophomore year, um, they uh, when I was at Fort Knox, they had put my name in the, um, the leadership for a military scholarship and I won the scholarship. And then oh, wow. the, rest, the rest is history. I was able <laughs> to move 
um, from my years. And I, I, I got commissioned as a second lieutenant as a junior in high school. So I was already an officer starting my senior year. Then I came on to active duty and um, was in my branch of the, of the of Army, um, the Signal Corps, which is all communications. And that was my major and it fit, fit my major. And the rest is history. And you worked your way up to captain. So tell me about that, sir, your time in service and, and your area of communications, what that meant. What did you do? Such a blessing. Um, my, like I said, my major is in information systems. So it was all computer networking. And so when you're going through ROTC and going through officer um, basic, what happens just like when soldiers go through into through their enlisted training, you are really applying for a special for specialties um, that kind of fit what you like to do. And my number one choice was the Signal Corps because Signal Corps dealt with all communications, computers, satellite, uh, anything that um, troops on the battlefield and in the and in commercial building settings are able to communicate with each other. Um, that's what we did. Then it kind of expanded also into media. And then that um, was, we talk later, I'll tell you how that kind of correlates what I do today. But the, the ability to be able to learn so much and be in charge of so much um, responsible for a million dollars worth of communications equipment and being able from a young age learn how to lead people and, and manage different systems and people and, and communities to, and to connect them at a young age was what I really enjoyed and then started to excel in. And then from when I was in Europe, I was um, promoted from second lieutenant to first lieutenant, then was able to come back to um, our my home training area, which is Fort Gordon, Georgia, and from there, I was able um, I was promoted from first lieutenant to captain. Um, I served under one of um, a major when I was in Germany by the name of um, Colonel Langmesser. He was a major then, and he worked in what we call the S3, which was all operations. I was his training officer. So when I got back to the United States and I was about to go to my officer advanced training, he saw that I was um, in for training. And then he picked me to command Charlie Company 360 of Signal Battalion. Um, and from there, I was promoted to captain. So that's awesome. What a great career. What advice do you have for people listening here and at your community, Tony, who are maybe contemplating joining the military? I would say that when you hear about the military, the military is a commitment like none other. There is a family bond. So if you're or if you're thinking about serving, I will tell you when you serve, you are giving everything. And that is oh, you you create lifelong bonds um, that you will never ever have broken. I mean, I like I said, I commanded Charlie 360 of Signal Battalion. We had about 240 soldiers in, under my command, and I had uh, at the, the pleasure during my tour. I was in command for close to two years, 
And I had two first sergeants, both went on to become sergeant majors. And I had, it, it was a training on command. So I had drill sergeants. And a lot of those drill sergeants today are my very good friends. And they, we, we bonded as, as family. Their family grew up and my family grew up. Um, I know it's a sad note. People ask me because of being in the military, um, I was really doing well in the military. And then people asked me, well, why did you leave the service? Uh, mine was more of on a personal nature outside of the military. My father had passed away at a young age of 54 of a massive heart attack. Oh, wow. And so at the time, when you're around the eight-year mark as an officer, then you're going to make a decision whether you're going to be a, make it a career or you're going to move on to other things. And at the time, I was taking care of my grandmother from afar in Philadelphia. So, and my wife was sitting there with a master's degree, and so we and we were just starting our family. So, um, my father's passing kind of moved me to try to stay more stateside um, in the United States and take care of my grandmother from afar. And so, it was bittersweet to leave the military, but all of my experiences were so great there, and all of the people that I met um, from. The uh, my experiences in Europe and my experiences stateside and all the soldiers that I um, had the honor of commanding and the sergeants that um, came under my command um, was something I will never forget. You know, the, the, uh, to that point, I want to ask you, because of what you've learned and, and the fact that you did leave the military for personal reasons, what skills did you learn in the military that you now use, not just professionally, but in life in general? Like, share with us all the skills that you've learned and how it helps your life today. Well, first and foremost, people skills. The ability to get to know a person. When people think in the military, um, I always laugh because they, not, a lot of times people think of what they see in the movies. Well, yeah. everyone is not General Patton and you'll do what I say and those type of things. You really, and especially as an officer and, and as non-commissioned officers also, you have to really get to know people. Because I remember I had a general made a joke. He said, you know what leadership is? He said, getting people to do what they don't want to do. And he was saying that in a joking manner, but it, it's true. Um, you, to, you have to be able to motivate people, but you have to um, be able to take care of people. And when you take care of people, uh, situations will come up that are not comfortable situations, especially in the military, where you are in total service and you're giving up your freedoms and rights for others. So... The thing is, when you're when you have the responsibility of being in charge or in command, you have to be very sensitive to the needs of the people that you are commanding. And so I learned the people skills big time when I was in the military. The second thing is from a from a technical standpoint is being in the signal corps. I learned so many things and I was as a young officer, a sponge, so to speak. I remember what I do now I'm, as the president of a multimedia company that specializes in videography and, and multimedia live events and, and things of that nature. I learned that literally when I was overseas as a young lieutenant. I was um, put in charge doing an operation um, in, mil in, the, in Europe back then. Um, and Vanessa, a little side note, I my family and I, we were in Germany the night the wall came down. 
No so, way. Wow. Yeah, I know. So during wow. that time, we used to have exercises uh, um, called Reforger, and it was stood for uh, Return of Forces to Germany. And just like in any um, time during the Cold War, you, uh, you had uh, military scenarios. And one of the scenarios called for just in case if World War III, God forbid, would, would, start, it would start in Europe. And we had, um, uh, without being uh, saying anything classified, we just had an operation where we kind of exercised that operation. Well, I had the fun part as a young lieutenant because the generals played out the enemy scenario and one general was supposed to be the allies scenarios and they had to give press conferences. And so they, they weren't real, but you know, they were... Yeah to the local community. And so my team was the ones that had the cameras and was actually doing the press conferences. And so I used to sometimes sub for some of the soldiers and be behind the camera. And I found that so fascinating. And so then when, um, as a young lieutenant, you're tasked with just, uh, at the time you would think mundane type of chores, I was responsible for making sure the Colonel's reports and his um, presentations um, that he will present to the generals would would be pristine. So being able to put together presentations and then put together stories and capture and, and um, um, the 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 essence of what the the leadership was trying to convey to troops or to the leadership, I learned all of that in the military. So here it is, fast forward years later. Um, I came to Michigan as a technology consultant working for Allstate Insurance Company, but then um, as the when there was a downsizing of technology consultants, then I took the leap of faith because I started learning and started doing multimedia from what I learned in the military. I taught myself and then I went back to school um, to Specs Howard and then from there, Um, launch One Vision Media Group. So what I learned as a young lieutenant way in Europe on the other side of the world is what I do today. I love it. I love it. Tony Austin is who we're talking to this morning on It's Your Community. It is 4th of July, everyone, our Independence Day. Tony is the president of One Vision Media Group and president of the Lamphere Board of Education in Madison Heights, Michigan. He's a graduate of the Army Communications Officer Basic and Advanced Courses, as well as the Combined Armed Services and Staff School. He has received two meritorious service medals, one Army Commendation Medal, and three Army Achievement Medals, along with tours in Europe and the United States. He holds a certif- he holds a certification diploma in digital media from Specs Howard School of Media Arts. So I know, Tony, you just explained to us that you got into the mil- military starting with the ROTC. For people listening today, and they're trying to figure out the branch, maybe they know they want to serve the country in the military, but they don't know what branch to serve. How- Is there a way to gauge that or figure that out, or what do they do? That's a very good question. Um, I have a friend that um, um, that uh, one of my best friends passed away. Um, he's buried in Arlington National Cemetery. He was Air Force, and I and, and of course I uh, uh, was Army. Um, my suggestion would be make sure that, especially when you're in high school, I, I tell um, students today find your love. Of, of what you do. And the great thing about finding your love is that 
you can always change. The, 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 um, nothing that you do as a career is you're locked in stone. You're, you, you, you could, I've changed, I would call my life about five times. Yeah. And so me too. And, <laughs> I get and, it. And everyone <clears throat> does, especially um, yeah. one thing I, what my kids um, I've learned is and learned through them is that they, you, you get a chance to keep changing. It's okay. Um, for, for um, a military specialty, whether or not you want to be an officer or you want to be enlisted, I would really be talking to those counselors in school. I would say put the counselors to work. Um, when you go, if you go talk to recruiters, uh, you don't have to sign anything. Just um, pick their brain. Find out what specialties are out there. The, the, um, from the Army's standpoint, there are so many different specialties. And so, like I said, um, I said from an officer standpoint, then when you go come out of your officer basic training, you're going to be privy to different specialties. An enlisted soldier goes to the same thing. When someone enlists in the, in the military, they go to their basic training. And, and what basic training does is it uh, um, allows the soldier to learn how to be first a soldier, then learns about teamwork and camaraderie among soldiers and putting your trust in another soldier's hands and uh, working together as a team. After you uh, learn those basic skills, and that's why they call it basic training, during that time before you leave, you're taking tests and they're trying to place you and give you almost like a wish list of specialties. So that's where when you leave basic training, once you assign your specialty, let's say, for example, it's someone like satellites. And that's um, in my company, uh, Charlie 360, if we had two um, specialties um, under my command. We had the satellite repairs, anybody that worked, anything that worked with satellites, those soldiers went to Fort Gore and it came to my company. Or we had electronic repairs, anything that had to do with electronics. Those soldiers came there. So in the under the Army branch in, in the Signal Corps, those soldiers coming out of basic training, whether it's Fort Jackson, South Carolina, or Fort Dix, New Jersey, wherever they had their they're having their basic, they were testing for specialties. The Air Force works like that also. I don't know that too much about the Marine Corps, the um the Navy, and then of course the Marine Corps with the Navy, but each of the branches of the of the of the armed forces has specialties, and so the soldier will um, will be able to ask the questions and find out what is best for them, and they'll have an opportunity to apply for those specialties based on their performance when they're coming through basic. Mm. That's great. That's great advice. Great information, Tony. And then. <clears throat> In terms of, you know, service to our country, you know, we're, I, I'm very grateful um, to the men and women who serve our country and, and maintain our freedoms and fight for our freedoms in this country, this great country on earth, I believe. My parents emigrated here for a better life, and um, I'm grateful every day that they did. How can we as a country better serve those who serve us in our military, so meaning our veterans? Well, um, one thing is just the, the services that are provided. Um, we're getting better. We're we're not totally there, but just like in anything, we 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 have to mo keep moving forward as far as taking care of those that that place that uniform on and being able to um, give up their rights for for others and and for and for our country. Um, 
uh, for the audience will know, get to know me, I'm African-American and I'm an African-American officer. So people always ask me, you know, with anything that's going on, like in our culture of, of our country, how do you feel? And the first thing I always tell people is that um, as an African-American and as an African-American officer, I am always proud to serve my country. And I say my country because from just like you, well, would you say, Vanessa, uh, as coming from immigrants, that it is all our country. We all have um, our vested stake in the success of the United States of yes. America, and we've all um, have sacrificed. So, from that perspective, a military soldier's perspective even goes beyond that because there, there uh, we literally give up our rights to ensure that others have the rights. Um, even in the rights to protest, I know it's always controversial when I hear when, they, when I hear about um, protesting and even um, protesting of the flag and things of that nature. And while I honor the flag and um, of our country, I know that from in the Constitution and in the um, service of of the rights I have given up to protect our country. It also gives the rights for someone to be able to protest. And so from there, I really kind of step back from it because um, my feelings are not really um, in, involved in that. I have to make sure that I uphold someone's rights, whether I agree with them or disagree with them. And that's the beauty of, of defending our country. Mm -hmm. if, if we don't, if we don't have that, then it, it's kind of contradictory of, of, of why we serve in the military. And the reason why we do serve is because we love our country and we want to make sure that we preserve uh, the rights and the freedoms of our country. Mm. Great point. Tony, and, and you served in the Army, as we as we talked about, and you also gave a great um, kind of synopsis of, of choosing the branch of the military that maybe people might be thinking about. But is there a lot of commonality in the different branches? Are you coming out kind of learning the basics when you talk about basic training? Are you coming out learning the same basic, you know, work ethic and 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 um, uh, belief as all and in all branches of the military? No question about it. Now, very good point. Um, yeah. We tease each other, and, that's, and it's all in fun. You know, yeah. we watch Army-Navy games, and I'm like, I hope Navy lose every game because I'm an Army guy and stuff like that. And the and Marines would tease the Army, and everybody will go back and forth. But that's where it ends. It ends in just in, in fun teasing. But I'm going to tell you. One could not function. It's like a hand. One, if that one finger is missing, we got a problem. Yeah. And the camaraderie between the different branches is, is so important. Um, we see that, unfortunately, when we are in a conflict and you see the handoff. I had the pleasure of serving in Europe. And so I had the pleasure of working with NATO and working with all the different branches of our armed forces, as well as working with NATO forces. Mm -hmm. And to be able to see the, the, the union that's put together between our branches to be able to serve a common goal and to get a, a common mission um, accomplished is, is um, extraordinary. It, it, I can only imagine, I always go back to like World War II and I think of 
um, General Eisenhower, how he had to keep all the allies together while still trying to defeat um, um, the, the Germans in World War II. And then you think over in the Pacific where they were dealing with Japan, and, and but hadn't trying to keep that fragile alliance together. That was um, something that I always admired General Eisenhower for, and and all the um, the officers and, and non commissioned officers that that served under um, that group. The um, moving forward, all the different coalitions led by um, American officers and NATO officers. Uh, it, it, it is something that. It, it happens so seamlessly, but it is so ten, tenuous that anything can fall apart. So once again, the training of getting to understand your fellow person or your um, getting to a uh, um, chance to be able to communicate and, and understand what their needs are and be able to come meet common ground so we can accomplish the goal. Those things right now, they get taken for granted, but they are so vital. And we're talking about 4th of July here, Tony, on It's Your Community. How will you be celebrating this Independence Day? This Independence Day, I will be celebrating it like I always do. Once we'll be in reflection. Um, I, Independence Day should be a day of celebration, a celebration of our American flag and the celebration for um, um, freedom and independence. I'm happy once again, um, like I said, as, as an African-American, um, people, we just celebrated um, Juneteenth and people wonder yeah. um, about Juneteenth and they ask, well, how is it, is that really going, um, competing with, um, with July 4th? And I say to the contrary, um, Juneteenth, um, someone eloquently in our community had pointed out is it doesn't complete um, compete with the uh, with July Fourth and our America America's birthday. It completes our American birthday. So mm. what it does is it it gives us full circle of all rights uh, from there. So I will be in, in reflection, and then I always like to go around just watch celebrations and things of that nature because it is a party. It's a it's a party from a lot of sacrifice, from a lot of people to yeah. get us to where we are today. And then we have our moments of Memorial Day where we honor those who who created, um, had the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. And then we have Veterans Day, but um, to, to honor anyone, men and women who have, have, have put that uniform on. And then I always say extended, because families, um, um, you might say they put their uniform on also because they live and breathe it with, with that soldier. Um, but um, the 4th of July, it is a time to really to let out thank you, because we live in the most blessed country that has ever been put together. And all of our statues and laws and things down to the flag talks about our allegiance to God and thanking him for the blessings that he's given us. So it's a time to celebrate. And, it, and then as a soldier, you look back and say it was worth it. It was worth it of the, of, of, of the honor of defending our country because now we can sit back and we can celebrate um, those sacrifices on this day. Amen to that, Tony Austin, joining us here in the Intra Community. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us, and thank you for your service to our country. 
Thank you. And I really appreciate you allowing me to be on your show. And like I said, there are so many other people that I hope I'm representing that um, that may not be able to speak in spirit um, or may not be here with us anymore. And that um, I like to um, say thank you on behalf of all of them and, and the many men and women who have uh, put the uniform on and help celebrate and also defend our great nation. Amen. And I want to thank Carol Ann Fasson for recommending you. Uh, great recommendation. You're a great representative of our country to interview you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. And General mm -hmm. Fasson, who's a good friend of mine, I really appreciate her and all of what she does on a daily basis to represent our country. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And as always, I remind our listeners to connect, collaborate, and to communicate with your community. If you have any questions or comments show topics you want me to get to, Vanessa Denha, you can go to Epiphany Communications and Coaching and email me there at info at uh, epiphanyccc.com. You can find me on all the social media platforms and private message me as well. As always, remind people, have a great day. It's your community a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.